0: Good day ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Investec pre-closed conference call. All participants will be in listen-only mode. There will be an opportunity to ask questions later during the conference. If you should need assistance during the call, please signal an operator by pressing star, then zero. Please note that this call is being recorded. I would now like to hand the conference over to Fanny Titi, the group chief executive. Please go ahead sir.
1: Thank you, Irene, for the introduction. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I am joined this morning by Nishlin Samuch, the Group Finance Director, and a number of our executives are also on the call. Thank you all for taking the time to join us on this call to discuss our year end pre-closed trading update, which covers the 11 months, ended on the 28th of February. Our full year results for the 12 months ending on the 31st of March, will be announced on the 19th of May. It has been a positive trading period for Investec. However, we are mindful of the impact the ongoing tensions between Russia and Ukraine may have on global economies and financial markets. Our thoughts are with the people of Ukraine and the region, many of whom uh, have been forced to flee their country and, and their homes. From an exposure perspective, The group has no material direct or indirect exposure to Russia or Ukraine. We are spending a lot of time talking to all our clients about the short, medium, and long-term ramifications of this crisis. Our risk teams continue to monitor any potential impact and are working closely with regulators and industry bodies to ensure compliance in this fast-moving situation. Now turning on to the results. The momentum we experienced in the first half of the year continued into the second half, and we have seen the benefits of continued strategic execution and post-pandemic economic recovery. Consequently, the group operating performance has surpassed the pre-COVID comparative period. Pre-provision adjusted operating profit increased over the period, supported by continued client acquisition across geographies, Growth in funds under management and the higher average advances. Overall, underlying performance was driven by continued growth in revenue underpinned by increased line activity and lower funding costs, lower expected credit losses due to limited default experience, and well contained costs. We are pleased to update our adjusted earnings to share guidance to between 51 and 55 pence, up from the 48 to 53 pence range that we previously guided in November 2021. Accordingly, we expect adjusted earnings per share to be between 76 and 90% ahead of the prior year. To conclude, we are clearly operating in another period of uncertainty and the full impact from the war and sanctions remain unknown. The recovery in the group's performance underscores the resilience of our client franchises. Our strong capital and liquidity levels leave us well positioned to pursue our our identified growth opportunities and to navigate the unfolding economic uncertainty. Regarding the distribution of 91 shares, we refer shareholders to the circular published this morning with all the relevant details. Thank you for joining the call. I would now like to open the the line for questions, but please bear in mind that this is a, a trading update and not a full year announcement, so there is uh, only so much detail we can provide at this stage. Of course, in May, we can go fully into uh, all the details of the results. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, if anyone would like to ask a question, you're welcome to press star and then one on your touchstone phone or on the keypad on your screen. If you, however, wish to withdraw the question, you may press star and then two to remove yourself from the question queue. If anyone would like to ask a question, you're welcome to press star and then one. We will pause a moment to see if we have any questions. We have a question from Stefan Potritter of UBS. Please go ahead.
2: Good morning. Uh, thanks very much for the update. Uh, There's a question on the uh, cost of rose credit loss uh, trends. Uh, obviously, in the first half, you had particularly low uh, credit losses, I think, in the UK, as low as seven basis points. Uh, you, you indicate that it remained quite benign, but uh, has it been quite a bit higher than that first half level in the second half, or did it stay as low as that? Uh, just trying to figure out to what extent the performance came from pre-provision operating profit versus uh, credit losses.
3: Hi, Stefan. It's Micheline. Um, I would say that you know, we're going towards a very similar sort of level in terms of, uh, in first, in terms of the first half. Um, to the extent that we had reco- reported recoveries in the first half, I, I think that those levels are uh, also at similar levels to uh, the first half, maybe slightly ahead. So the underlying point is that there isn't uh, any significant momentum in terms of new impairments coming off the book. And at the same time, we have pretty much retained um, a, a degree of level subject to recoveries uh, from a balance sheet perspective.
2: That's I think like much, in uh, the first
1: path, uh, so we saw significant growth uh, in, in pre-provision uh, operating profit. Uh, so the second benefit, obviously, uh, comes out of the lower than uh, previous uh, impairment numbers. Obviously, as we go forward uh, at the results, we will give you a sense of what we expect uh, normalized impairments uh, would be like uh, for both the UK business and, uh, and the SA business. But that is business for um, for me.
0: Thank you. Our next question is from Chris Stewart of 91. Please go ahead.
4: Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for what looks like a very solid update. Uh, Just two questions from my side. One, perhaps you can just give us a sense of uh, now that you are firmly in at least a modest rate upcycle in the UK, uh, what implications that is having for the margins within your UK banking operations? Um, And second question, I guess, given the fact that there is potentially higher inflation on the cards for the UK consumer in the immediate term, uh, have you taken any steps, preemptive steps, to moderate your uh, risk appetite uh, to grow assets or are you still pretty comfortable that uh, the UK consumer can uh, can deal with whatever's coming at them?
1: I'm going to ask my colleague Ruthless, who runs the bank in the UK, uh, to, uh, to answer the question. Uh, as a general um, response, both in South Africa and the UK, we service clients generally at uh, uh, the top end uh, of, uh, of the market on the private banking side, um, and, and generally on the corporate side, we have very clear niches that, um, that we service. So we've seen a high level of resilience through the COVID period, uh, both on the South African side and on the UK side, and we would expect uh, that we would have a similar level of resilience as we go forward. Clearly, um, higher energy costs uh, in the UK and now coming through as well in South Africa, given the, uh, the invasion of Ukraine by Russia and the impact on, uh, um, on the prices of, uh, of uh, commodities, specifically oil, uh, we would see that feed into both economies even, even much more sharply. The expectation in the UK, I think from the BOE, is that inflation could go as high as, as 8%. That obviously uh, will be concerning. But Ruth, do you want to go into a bit more detail on the on how you expect your clients to uh, to respond or be affected?
5: Thanks, Farney, and hi, Chris. I think, Farney you covered that uh, pretty comprehensively in terms of the impact. Just on your first question, Chris, we have seen improving margins, uh, as you read in the statement, our cost of funding has uh, been enhanced over this last period and uh, we continue to see that trend. Clearly it's early days in terms of the, the new uncertainty that has come and the prospects for increased inflation. So we are you know, waiting to see how that actually plays out. We haven't actually taken preemptive steps but are obviously as cautious as always in our credit process in terms of how we approach corporate lending at this time, taking strongly into account these impacts from cost-push inflation, et cetera. Corporates have become fairly resilient through the COVID period in terms of adaptability to shocks and changes and uh, have fairly strong balance sheets as a general comment. But of course, we are looking at inflation at levels we haven't seen for many, many years. Uh, so we do need you know, to keep a watch on this as we go forward and uh, you know, we'll just watch it closely.
4: Thanks. I'm not sure if I'm still alive. If I am, Ruth, can you maybe just uh, add a comment on the asset side of the balance sheet in the UK? I mean, you talk to uh, margin expansion through uh, the liability side of the balance sheet. What's happening in terms of the assets now?
5: So in terms of uh, right now, I think that uh, you are seeing a slight widening in spreads right now. Uh, but it's very early days in terms of what's going on in terms of the uh, Russian-Ukraine crisis. So we need to see where that settles. Um, it is a matter of, you know, wait and see, as I said before. But we have seen margins slightly widen, but whether that actually sits in, I don't know. Uh, but we have been able to maintain lending margins over the, the period up to now. Super. Great. I
1: Thank think you very much. the question was... Uh... Okay. Let, let, let's move
0: on. Ladies and gentlemen, just another reminder, if anyone else would like to ask a question, you're welcome to press a star and then one. We will pause a moment to see if you have any further questions. We have a question from Asanda Noche of Mazi Asset Management. Please go
1: ahead.
4: Hi there. Uh, can I just check if you can hear me?
1: Yes, please Hi, go ahead. Allende. We can hear you loud and clear.
4: Okay, great. Um, I wanted to just check. Thank you very much, by the way, and uh, good morning. Um, I wanted to just uh, ask, on the costs, um, is it fair to assume that the, the rise in costs in, the, in H2 was, was you know, materially higher or close there to, to, let's say, operating income rise in H2 because the, the costs were, down, were up just, if I look, in H1, roughly, let's say, 12%. So to kind of get to costs that rose you know, closer to, to revenue, is it fair to assume that H2 was then materially higher in terms of the cost growth? Thanks.
3: I think, Asanda we uh, – well, firstly, good morning. I think we got into the fact that uh, we're we anticipating an improvement in the cost-to-income ratio overall. So, costs have grown at a lower pace than uh, growth in revenue, albeit that uh, variable costs will grow uh, pretty much in line with, uh, with growth in revenue. Overall, costs have grown materially lower than uh, growth in, uh, in revenue. Okay, great.
0: Thank you. My next question is from Robin Jutton of RJ Risk Management. Please go ahead.
3: Oh, hi. Um, following on from the questions regarding uh, expected credit losses and impairment levels and risk appetite, um, obviously all these lead to levels of capital that has to be held by the bank. Does Investec have any plans to reduce um, capital levels um, by offsetting some of these... Uh, uh, impairment levels uh, to the market. I think the short answer is no, so there's no intention to reduce uh, capital uh, capital levels overall the The capital ratios remain healthy. I think the point that we do make is that we run with significant uh, surplus capital position in South Africa, particularly Having transitioned to uh, the advanced ARB uh, methodology, and it's one of the reasons as to um, it, it, you know it, we point to the fact that um, the ROE in that geography is probably lower than where one would be if you were on a, um, uh, on, a on a different capital basis. Um, we have announced the distribution of our holding in '91. Uh, which is the 15% holding, and uh, to date that's really uh, the only announcement. In the period, um, I think when we get to the year-end results, you will see uh, how we have managed the overall uh, number of shares in issue from a group perspective, but as you would have seen, we have trended lower in terms of our weighted average number of shares in issue. I noticed that your corporate book is moving to AIRB. What would the effect of moving to AIRB be on your ratios? Uh, again, to be specific, that's on the South African balance sheet. Um, we do anticipate uh, between a one5 and 2% uh, uplift in terms of the CET1 ratio on full migration but that it's still subject to regulatory uh, approval and, de- and thus still subject to finalisation uh, from that perspective. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, just a final reminder, if anyone would like to ask a question, you're welcome to press star and then one. We have a question from Michael Gritzy of Anchor Capital. Please go ahead.
2: Um, Good morning, everyone. Uh, Just two from my side, if I may. First of all, I I noticed in the trading update that you said that you had maintained the uh, provision overlays. I was just wondering, what's the logic behind that? I mean, given how conditions have improved, is that something that, you know, by the time the auditors get involved, things could change? Um, I was just, you know, certainly it would suggest the underlying performance has been, you know, of pretty high quality in terms of the guidance you've given. But I'm just curious about given how much things have improved, how you can justify maintaining those overlays. And then, secondly, has there been any further progress on your thinking about, you know, just optimizing your assets, and and obviously we've seen PSG make some interesting announcements recently, and I was wondering whether, you know, in the last six months since we last spoke, whether there's been any sort of major thinking changes on your side around possible optimizations that still lie ahead for investing.
1: Yeah, just uh, starting off with the question on on overlays. I mean, clearly um, the operating environment appears to have improved quite significantly, and we do um, refer to that uh, as a, a basis for some of the improvement in performance. In addition to the strategic execution that we have seen, um, there is still a level of some uncertainty as to whether we will go into the fifth wave in in South Africa specifically. Um, Even in in a place like the UK, where you have seen significant um, liberalization uh, of of the country from a COVID perspective, you still see a a level of pickup in infections, and and thankfully we are not seeing a concomitant increase uh, in serious uh, illness and, and death. There is still some, some certainty. We will um, review um, when we get to the final results uh, uh, what uh, needs to change with respect to our attitude towards those overlays. Needless to say, uh, you have as, as that level of uncertainty recedes uh, you have now the impact of um, the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine and its impact on on oil prices and how that feeds into inflation, and potentially how that could could affect uh, confidence and demand. So it's, it's a pretty complex um, uh, set of, set of uh, uh, matrices, but we feel comfortable about where we are, both in terms of um, activity and demand from our clients, our provisioning, um, and, and uh, we will review those uh, and the implications of the changing uh, economic and, and, and financial market landscape when we uh, release our final results. And with respect to uh, strategically whether we we would like to uh, further optimize um, our asset base and composition, I just want to remind you that over the last uh, two years or so, with the announcement we have made today, uh, we would have uh, distributed uh, by the timeline of May, as indicated in the circular, about 70% of, uh, of uh, 91, what was then a substantial uh, return um, uh, of uh, value uh, to our shareholders. Um, the, the one area where we had indicated in the past that we need to do um, we need to get more progress uh, relates to the reduction in the investment portfolio in South Africa. Nicholson spoke about a high level of capitalization and the need to optimize um, uh, our capital uh, in South Africa. So if there is any level, any additional work to be done, it, it will be there. We are already highly capitalized and with ARB, as Nicholson indicated, you will have another one5 to 2% addition to, uh, to the set one ratio strategically. We uh, are well positioned uh, in the bank and wealth space in the UK as a bank um, uh, and provider for uh, the entrepreneurial uh, market and the meat market, corporate market. So we are so uniquely positioned there with a breadth of services that um, uh, is not available by uh, some of the competitors. As an example, on the, on the equity capital market side, you would have the likes of Ennemi, but they do not do uh, other things we do, um, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, so we're comfortable with the composition of the assets that we have, and we have very clear areas of work where we think we can either grow or we can be much more effective in terms of how we serve our clients. Uh, so we wouldn't expect any substantial uh, reorganization of, uh, of the asset portfolio at all. And similarly, in South Africa, we are happy uh, about where we play and our competitive uh, strength uh, in, in, in the South African market as well as the UK market is where we, we would like it to be. Okay, great. Thank you, Fani, for those answers.
2: Thank you. Pleasure.
0: It seems we have no further questions on the lines. I would like to hand back to Fani for any closing comments.
1: Thank you all again for, for your time this morning. As, as we said, this is a, a trading uh, update. We will have uh, far more fuller detail um, in May. Needless to say, we are quite encouraged by the continuing progress um, uh, in our business as we continue to execute on the path we committed to three years ago um, and uh, uh, assuming that uh, some of the recovery that we have seen in the economies continue and that the impact of the uh, Russian invasion uh, can be uh, much better understood um, around May as we go forward and hopefully uh, that there is an end to the war. We will uh, hopefully continue to see a level of um, uh, continued progress uh, from investing side but thank you for your interest and uh, to the extent you have any further questions please be in contact with our um, IRT. thank you
0: ladies and gentlemen that concludes this conference thank you for joining us, you may now disconnect your lines